I would say mindset, uh, but it money definitely is an issue. Uh, but it's like I said, I've had people with 15 students sign up because they were hungry, and I've had I've had people with 200 students that were like, no, nah, like I can probably do this, or or it's too expensive when you know when they're making like you know 30 grand a month or something like that. For over 260 episodes, Dwayne Brummett and Ali Alberigo have been sharing how to take your martial arts school to the next level. Welcome to another edition of SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Now here's your host, Dwayne and Ali. Hello, Dwayne Brummett here with Ali Alberigo, SchoolOwnerTalk.com. Ali, good morning to be with you, sir. And uh, we got our special guest, uh, Gus Lopez. So, Ali, it's been a couple of weeks since we've seen each other. I know it has. We haven't done our call. You've been busy traveling with your other business and fun with the family. Nicely done. I, I think that's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's just been a, like it seems weird, right? When we don't get the we don't get our regular call in. I'm like, right. I haven't I haven't talked to Dwayne in so long. It doesn't feel right. Yeah, and usually when I go uh, off the grid, I'm off the grid. So, like, right. you know, if, even if you contact me, it, it, it takes me a while to get back to you. So Yeah, and that's good, though. I like that. And I think that's, a, that's an important thing. I don't think I've mastered that skill yet. I'm never off the grid. <laughs> <laughs> never, ever. So, yeah, now, yes, we, let's introduce Gus. Everyone knows him probably, but let's just you want to Yeah, take we've got Gus Lopez of Lead Hunter Media. He is our Facebook guru. Uh, he's the one that brings me all the leads and brings you all the leads. Um, and, uh, you know, full transparency, uh, we're, we're launching another school. Uh, and uh, Gus has actually um, uh, got the Facebook ads getting uh, those rolling today, which will start today. So, uh, yeah, Gus Lopez, thanks for being on the show with us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, it's a, it's great, Gus. So like, like, let's just jump in because I know a lot of listeners. Like, it, it, I watched. I think it was on your mine and your page. Uh, you know, martial art marketing for school owners, where we asked a question, and uh, you know, what do most people want? You know, and and we had a list of six or seven different things. I don't even remember if I did it or you did it, but um, always number one is new students, right? People are always like, hey, I, I want more students, right? So. I mean, right, Dwayne, that's that every person you ever talk to in the school business, like, you know, martial arts, I want more students. So let's just kind of talk about that. It, you know, they'll ask things like, what are Facebook ads? You know, how does it work? Give people an overview roughly of how to do it. Pretty much everyone is, I, I think the successful school owners are doing it now, but there's still a lot of people that just refuse to advertise and spend money. Yeah, yeah. And do you want me to like talk about Facebook ads specifically or just like in general? Let's, like, let's generalize it first about marketing, digital marketing, and then let's talk about the Facebook ads. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you know, just like any type of business, whether it be a martial arts school or like the type of business that I'm in, um, you're always going to have one big issue and that's going to be getting new, getting new clients, right? Um, and what a lot of people do is they're so focused on getting new clients that they kind of leave everything, uh, you know, aside and uh, just focus on getting new clients, whether they'd be doing something that's working, that's productive, um, or whether they just be trying to pass out a thousand flyers or, you know, try to post on social media 10 times a day. Right. Um, it's like from, from my experience, uh, obviously you want a predictable system where, you know, like, Hey, this month I'm going to get. You know x amount of students uh every month i know my revenue is going to increase i know what i need to do 
um, as far as like retention. Um, and then obviously you're, you have your goals, right? But um, I think like social media has pretty much taken over. Like I know back then they used to be like, you know, like flyers, rag cards, events. Like now like with the, you know, with this whole COVID situation, like you couldn't even do those traditional methods anymore. And a lot of them really aren't that effective. Uh, some of them still work, but it's not as effective as, you know, social media, Instagram, Facebook ads, you know, Google AdWords. So uh, really what I do and what I focus on is pretty much just uh, taking that heavy lifting uh, for like school owners getting new students in the door and putting it in a done for you service where all they have to do is do the intro class and just close the students. And then they can just have so much time that they can focus on something else, whether it be increasing their attention, you know, taking care of their students or fo focusing on building systems. Um, really like so much energy has been spent in trying to get new students and a lot of people aren't really doing it effectively. And uh, you know, when, when they can be putting their time onto other things that are going to grow their business and uh, you know, let an expert handle this, uh, this aspect of their business. And, you know, look, uh, back to the book that you and I read at the beginning of the year, Allie, you know, Who Not How with uh, Dan Sullivan. You know, he talks about the fact that, um, you know, you need to find uh, enough who's. You don't have to necessarily know how to do things. And if your area of expertise um, is not in Facebook marketing, let's say, I mean, because that's what we're using as an example, then you, you shouldn't be spending your time messing around with that. You need to find the who. Uh, that already knows how to do it. And then what, again, this goes back to what Dan Sullivan has coined. It's called uh, uh, your, your unique ability. So, um, you know, Gus, you can't, especially since you're in, in Texas and I'm in Illinois, you can't step out on the floor and teach my class for me. And so my unique ability is to get out on the floor and be the best instructor that I can be. But if I'm thinking about or worrying about or having to learn about uh, Facebook ads, and by the way, I did that for many years. I learned and did my own Facebook ads. Um, I, I never, I never got the results that you have gotten for me. Um, and all that time, it, I don't want to say it was wasted, but I guess uh, all that time was used to learn that uh, I need, I need to delegate those things and find the who that already knows how to do it, so that I'm not um, wasting my time doing those things. And and then therefore I can expand upon my unique ability because. In as much as, and Ali, you probably believe the same thing. Your 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 head instructor is is really good. My head instructor is really good. But of course, in our own heads, you know, we step if we step out on the floor, you know, we're that much better. Yeah. And I don't mean better as in uh, they're not good. Um, I just have a different way of motivating students than he does, and vice versa. But I can't do what Gus does on the online. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's interesting, too, that you, you mentioned that because, like you said, I, I have done it. You've done it. We've ran our own Facebook ads and we were like, wow, if, if that's the results we were going to get, I would have thought Facebook sucked. Right. And then I met Gus. I introduced Gus to you. And, and then I've been like running ads with Gus, like probably for about two, two plus years now, way before COVID started. And um, I, I just for example, I woke up this morning at four people in my inbox that signed up for appointments that came from Facebook. Now, this month was has been a little bit slow on the sign up portion. I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing because I'm running that one year, a uh, one month free special um, so that people are doing the special. They love it. And then they're saying things like, oh, well, we just have the rest of August and we go back to school. We're going to sign up then. So I'm not locking them in like I was like directly after the month. And then I'm sure I'm going to lose motivation. They're going to start school. They might 
Bay School is too hectic. So it's not, it hasn't been the best, but I'm still signing up a lot of people. So, so Gus, can, can I ask a question from your experience of dealing with so many different martial arts school owners? What do you feel is the biggest barrier for them mentally to get over in regards to digital marketing or Facebook marketing? Like what holds them back? What is the biggest barrier? What do you think? Um, I think that a lot of some school owners, you know, I would say a good percentage of school owners that I talk to, um, you know, they, they like, they're like solopreneurs. They like to do everything themselves. They like to pretty much run and manage every aspect of the business. Mm -hmm. um, and they don't really want to give control um, over kind of some of this stuff. But really, like, we already have a system. Like, we, we build out a specific system uh, for school owners. Uh, we build out a specific system that has already worked for schools all over the world with data from actual school owners. Like, you know, I know you, Ali, you've helped me. You know, Dwayne's helped me, uh, you know, when I have any questions about, you know, some of the stuff with the sales process or with the follow-up, like, you guys are there helping me out. So it's not like I'm just like, I don't know anything about the industry, right? Like I've done my research, I've done my homework. Uh, plus the data from working with so many clients, um, I, I know like what's working and what's not for this specific industry. Like we don't work with any other industries. Like this is this is really the only industry that we focus on. And I think, right. you know, a lot of, a lot of times uh, what holds people back is, you know, just having that, not letting, being able to let go of that control, which is, you know, I think any any business owner in any uh, you know in any type of industry experiences that they don't want to let control. They think, oh, he's not going to do do it as better as me, or oh, you know, what does he know about my business, stuff like that. Um, and then there's other people where it's like um, they don't really see the value in the investment because they've never done it before, or maybe they've done it and you know they've gotten bad results, they've gotten burned before. Right. Um, so there, there's a bunch of different reasons, but I think, you know, number one is, uh, them not being able to, to trust and, and let go. And then, you know, obviously, um, them not being able to make sense of the investment, uh, because maybe it hasn't worked before, or maybe they just don't believe that marketing is going to, you know, do anything for them because they've, they've been doing like, like they've been doing, you know, this old school marketing for like 30 years and it has worked. But right. now we're starting to see change uh, where it's like all of that stuff is not really working anymore and they have to adapt to be able to kind of survive in this uh, in this day and age. That makes that makes a lot of sense. What do you think, Dwayne, on that? Oh, we, we lost your we lost your audio. Yeah, I was going to I was going to say the follow up is. Um, the, the, the key, because, you know, we've and when you brought that up, you know, we've talked about this where um, a lot of schools will, you know, try, I'm doing my quote fingers, right? Try yeah. uh, the Facebook marketing with you and they get all these leads in and the end result is that they don't have a lot of people come in for appointments and or even sign up because they're not following up, making sure that they're showing up, like they don't have systems to follow up, making sure that yeah. they're showing up for those appointments. So that's what makes, you know, your unique job difficult because you are and Allie talks about this all the time you're working with an industry that has a lot of egos 
martial artists have a lot of egos. Not only do they want to do things themselves, they also think that they're right about everything in most cases. Not all, but in most cases. Well, Adam, you want to elaborate on that? Yeah, well, I'm always right, and I'm the best there is. So, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about, about ego, because that's ridiculous. I'm just, <laughs> for me, I'm just the best. I mean, other people, other people I understand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, just to comment on that, you know, it, it's kind of like, it stings a little bit, you know, because a lot of the scorners that I talk to, they're like, you know, I have a 99% closing rate. I have a 95% closing rate, you know, and uh, once we get to Facebook ads, they might have a 99% closing rate when, when people are going through their website, which as you know, people are, are searching for martial arts. They already know they want to join. They already, they're already warm leads because they already went to your website. Uh, and then all they, all they want to do is like, Hey, like, you know, just give them a little push and they'll sign up, right? So that's why people are like, man, I have such a good close rate. Um, and then when we run Facebook ads, it's not the same, right? It's, it's it's a cold audience. Like people, these people don't even know like who you are, about your school, how good you are. Uh, plus they might have not even been searching for martial arts. They might have just seen the ad and were like, hey, this looks cool. Let me give it a try. So yeah. what happens a lot of the time is really the mindset is what what makes it or breaks it for a lot of people because um we we got to frame it like hey these these uh these prospects coming in it's going to take a little bit longer for to convert them because it's not like hey people are walking in and you're closing them like it's not like that it's, it's a completely different sales process um and, and it has nothing to do with like how good you are as, as, a, as a salesperson like i've had master closers fail with because they didn't want to do you know, our, our system, our, our type of our process when it comes to selling and following up, uh, you know, like I said, you know, some of it is ego, but it's just people have to understand that it's a different process um, and it has nothing to do with your sales ability. Just you just have to follow this new process when it comes to these type of ads. Yeah, well, I, I would I might add to that and disagree with you a little bit. And the reason why I'm going to disagree with you is that I've coached martial arts school owners for many, many, many years. And um, there, are, there are areas of expertise, like they might be the best, they could be the best fighter, pit fighter, UFC fighter in the world, but be terrible teachers, right? They might be yeah. great teachers, but terrible, you know, communicators, you know, they, they, only one time they make a first impression. So there are various touch points throughout this entire process of, of sales, you know, from the minute they fill out the form online to what response they get right away back from your, whatever you do it yourself, or if you have a software like Dwayne and I use Spark, and um, it literally is automations that are taking control of everything down to getting them to sign up for their first class and schedule their own first class. Then it goes even one step further and reminds them about their first class and follows up. And the minute we get them in the door, then there's a, a personal face-to-face -to -face touch point. But before that, we should have done everything we could to make sure they feel comfortable, they feel good about it, they're interested in coming in, and they know us. They, they want to be part of what we do. Um, so we're constantly selling, you know, ABS, always be selling throughout the whole entire process, right? And I think that's where a lot of school owners fail. They think, hey, if I could get the phone to ring, I'll get people to sign up. If they could just come into my school and see how amazing I am, they're going to sign up, but that's not always the case. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and obviously, you know, your sales ability, like, yeah, it it matters to a certain extent. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, there's a different process with those touch points that you mentioned. 
that people have to follow in order for them to kind of put it all together. Yeah. Um, you know, I know a lot of people have the mentality, which is like, Hey, I'm going to, they're going to come in and I'm going to sign them up, you know, on the first class or they're going to come in and they're just going to want to sign up right away. And, right. and if they don't, then they're not serious or they're not, they're not serious about training martial arts. Right. But that's, it's just not the way it is anymore. You know, it, it might've been like that, you know, in the nineties when there wasn't like a lot of competition, there wasn't social media, there wasn't all this other sports right but now it's like it's so much harder and we have to play with the the rules that you know that are, are here now right that's a great point yeah and we're in competition with other sports like you brought up but the other thing i think and ali we've done podcasts on this before but uh the other thing that we're in a competition with is um uh the fact that this is seen now as an activity not just another activity it's not seen as a way of life like it used to be so you know i'm doing martial arts i'm not a martial artist and yeah disconnect yeah that's where the disconnect is uh i think in our in our society nowadays but um i'm sorry no i was gonna if i could add to that which is such a great point Dwayne. it's like people are not like look years ago we were able to say hey they're either going to be a good student or not. Well, you know, if they can't hack it, who gives a crap? We only wanted the cream of the crop, the toughest of the tough, right? And then we started realizing that we couldn't run a school that way, right? You know, we couldn't have a school to grow in that way. So my thoughts are with that, it's just that we have to find the people that fit our personality. Like for you, especially, you're a Christian-based martial arts school. If you get a Satanist coming in, you know, like they're not going to want to join your school or maybe they will and they'll convert. But, you know, my point is like they have to feel comfortable with your your the school the way it looks the way you treat them the lesson structure you as a personality and i think a lot of people a lot of school owners think like hey their their style their school or whatever is going to appeal to everybody and that's not the case right so you you had more to i interrupted you no no no, no. i i absolutely totally agree with that uh yeah 100 so um Gus, take us through, if you would, um, with regards to Facebook ads, um, you know, some some other roadblocks or misconceptions that school owners have, you know, from actually even getting on board with you. Yeah, so I would say, you know, um, the first thing is going to be like, I mean, well, I'll, I'll talk about, you know, some of the the issues that people have while they're getting started um, or why they don't want to try it. Um, and then, then I'll talk about some of the common, you know, mistakes that, that I see that are not, that, that is why people are not getting results. So like the first thing is going to be, you know, people obviously don't get started sometimes with budget. Um, and that's kind of, you know, subjective because, you know, I've, I've had people that have, you know, 200 students, and they think they can do it on their own. And then I've and then I've had like people that have like 15 students and they couldn't afford it, but they were like they were still ready to go because they were hungry to to make it happen. So I don't think you know budget plays a role, yes, but sometimes it's kind of the mentality of the school owner and, and really what they believe. If maybe if they've been burned or maybe if they think they can do it on their own, um, you know, that that's kind of where their mindset uh you know kind of plays out. Um so but, is it a, is it on a case by case basis? I would say mindset, uh, but it money definitely is an issue. Uh, but it's like I said, I've had people with fifteen students sign up because they were hungry, and I've had I've had people with two hundred students that were like, "No, like I can probably do this," or 
or it's too expensive when, you know, when they're making like, you know, 30 grand a month or something like that. So, um, can I, can I, let me just add to that so that I think yeah. that everyone is always shopping, right? They're always looking for the best. And I think business owners, as they become better and make more money, they, they think that they're more savvy and they want to also control their expenditures. So they're like, Hey, well, what could I get? If I, if Gus is charging X, maybe I could get it for less if I did it myself and I'll save that kind of money. But what they don't realize is that they're missing out because they, they will probably get dismal results compared to what you're doing. And um, yeah, so they save money, but they get half the amount of clients coming in. So to me, I think that's where a lot of people shoot them. A lot of school owners shoot themselves in the foot, so to speak, because they're not really, they're not thinking about the long game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like what is that saying? Uh, you know, Penny foolish or yeah yeah uh, yeah <laughs> do, penny penny wise dollar foolish or something to that yeah yeah, yeah penny wise you know, and, and the old one for a Texan like you is you know big hat no cattle right a lot yeah, of times yeah, people yeah. I like a, lot a lot more than they do they run around with the biggest hat and a nice Cadillac but they go back and they're living in poverty right so so I have a question then in regards to that and. Um, you know, it, it's something that I, as a school owner, often wonder if other school owners understand the value of a client and how marketing pays for itself, right? Dwayne and I did a great, we have it on our podcast where it was the manifesto, and we taught people how to understand what their time is worth and where they should be spending their time and how much space they have within their school and how much money they could be making in that space. And um, that was one of our most widely uh, talked about things in our free book. It's a, called the, the Martial Art Business Manifesto. So, so Gus, for me, like, how do you tell a client that, like, I don't know if I want to spend X amount of dollars? Like, so how do you explain to people how their money, will, their marketing spent will pay for itself? Yeah, I mean, let's say you charge 150 right? And then let's say we get you 10 new, uh, 10 new students. That's like $1,500 a month. And right. if, you have, if you have good retention and you can keep them for a year, I mean, obviously you can do the math on that. That's a few, you know, that, that's a good amount of money right there. But right. even if let's say we sign up 10 people and then they stay for 12 months, that means you have your whole advertising paid for for the next year. And then anything on top of that is pretty much going to be profit. Right. So if they if they charge 150 a month times 12, that's 1800 a year and you get 10 of those, that's 18 grand a year. And let's say your marketing costs you, let's just say it costs you $1,800 a month. Let's just say budget, your cost, oh, let's just, that's a high number. I'm not trying to scare anyone away, but let's just say that's it. Um, you, with only 10 signups, you're going to then virtually pay for your year of marketing every single month in perpetuity um, unless one of those students quits and you have to refill them so then the first initial 10 people will then be considered if you put them in a box and labeled the box my budgeting cost that would be your money that's being paid for now granted you're not making money profit on those people but they're your marketing machine they're your marketing budget they're the ones that pay every single month for your marketing budget everything after that let's say month one you got 10 Everything after that, 10 a month or even five a month, let's say, you know, five a month for the next 11 months, that's 55 people. That's massive money, right? That you'd profit off of a campaign. Does that, I hope that makes sense to owners because I think they get, 
they go like, oh, I got 20 people so far, but this month was slow. I'm wasting money. No, dude, you already are paying for your marketing already every single month, but next month you get another five, et cetera. Well, yeah, and then you know the other thing is that, um, I mean, if the other schools in your area aren't doing it, yeah, that's to your benefit. Right. But even if they are doing Facebook ads, it's to your benefit to be on there as well so that right. you are seen maybe more often or, you know, whatever. And, and the other, I think the other thing that plays into this is the fact that the attrition in, in martial arts schools is, I would say, horrid. Right. Where they're, yes, they're getting 10 clients in, but the problem is sometimes they're losing 11 right uh, out the back door you know and so or 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 nine and a half you know and so they're only growing a little bit at, at a time instead of massively growing and then just maintaining you know so uh i think that's another that's another thing that d holds school owners back because uh, yeah you're right Allie. they can take those 10 put them in a box and that those 10 are always paying um, for as long as you keep them and then you just replace the ones that fall off but it's the other individuals that keep falling off because they have you know what we call in our industry proverbial holes in the bucket right they're, they're they're not getting students to stay um you know four years with them which that's what that's what their goal should be at the very least right and what, what you said though Dwayne, uh, attrition and retention um that's not really sexy so, I mean, a lot of people ignore it, right? They're like, I, you know, they don't want to talk about that. But really, honestly, if they were smart, there would be three things, right? They'd work on new students, existing students, and the retention of those existing students, right? And then special events. Those three items, those three functions could make a school very successful. But most people are so hyper-focused on getting people through the door. And not once they're in the door, they're not really focused on keeping them in the door. They're just, and then you're right. It's that revolving door mentality in through the front door, out through the back, et cetera, et cetera. So I think those are two functions that they really need to focus on. That would, that would be, you know, we've already done some, a few calls or podcasts on retention. Oh, yeah. People should go back in time and look them up because we have so much information on retention. And I have to say, it's like that elusive white elephant. You know, people still don't, they don't learn it. They don't pay attention. They're not looking how to get better at keeping people. They don't pay attention to that. Well, yeah. and I think if they uh, thought about all the money that they spent to get them. Yeah, they'd want to keep them, right? Well, yeah, it just drives your advertising costs down. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and uh, one thing that I like, like want to add up to that, um, I know we talked about like the, the investment and how the numbers make sense, but really like if you are trying to grow to like 200, 300, 400 students, your time should be your most valuable asset. And really with our done for you service, it's like, all you got to do is, is really close people. Uh, you know, there, yeah, there's a little bit of follow up, but you know, eventually we're going to have, appointment setters as well included, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it just saves so much time that you don't even have to worry about getting these students because most people, if they're not getting these students consistently, that's all they're focusing on because they're like, where am I, you know, where are my next students going to come from? Like, what am I going to do? I got to pay these bills. Right. So not only does that, that make sense financially as an investment, but your how much time that's going to save you that you can, you can put to focus on your students and increase your retention you can put to focus on your business and and you know plan your next 10 steps on, on how you're going to grow uh yeah. you know to your next goal 
Absolutely. I think that's really intelligent. I think that's important for people that, that are out there listening to understand that too. It's like work on your area of expertise, um, work within your own wheelhouse and stop trying to be a master of everything. It's just like all these people who want to claim to do Filipino martial arts, Krav Maga, you know, Taekwondo, Jiu Jitsu. They, they have a laundry list of everything and they're, they're really not great at any one specific thing. Some of them, there are some that are but they're not great because they're dabbling in too many things. The same thing goes for your business. Stop trying to be everything. You're not, so I, I know school owners that do their own accounting and, and I know school owners that do their own, you know, uh, you know, they're, they do everything from the maintenance to the cleaning, to the billing, to the, you know, so you got to just pick your battles, you know, and choose what's good for you as a business owner. And then uh, another thing that I wanted to add to that, that second part of the question, what I think is the most common mistake um, obviously the, you know, the follow-up is probably, uh, you know, make it or break it for some people. Um, you know, obviously if people are not showing up or, uh, you know, if maybe you're getting people in, but you're not closing, uh, you know, the, the follow-up is, is the number one thing when it comes to kind of squeezing the, the juice out of all the people that we're going to be getting. Uh, but yeah, you know, even if it's like, I've had clients where, I've had, uh, you know, the prospects came in and then like six months later they signed up or like 12 months later they signed up. Um, but what most people do is they call them twice and then if they don't, they don't get them in, then they give up. Right. But they're wasting so much, like so much, uh, you know, students because they're not doing the follow up properly. And like now we have a software that, you know, pretty much does uh, most of that for them. But um, the school owner still has to be on top of it with calls and, uh, you know, definitely continuing to, uh, send, send those people, uh, new promotions and stuff like that over time. Yeah. I, I just had, you know, like in the last, let's say two weeks, I've just had people that were on my list from like a year ago that signed up for the free month on Facebook and they never followed up, never did anything about it. And now they're like, I sent them one final re cause I'm always constantly text messaging them personal messaging them. And uh, one of them, I said, a few of them, I said, Hey, listen, just let us know if you want to try this out now. If not, we're going to give it to someone else. They said, yeah. And they're coming in for trial classes. They set up an appointment. Let's see if they show, but um, you never can give up on a lead unless they tell you to get the hell out of here. Don't bother me. Leave me alone. They're still in the funnel and you could always pique their interest. Maybe summer camp would be their thing. Maybe you're doing a women's self-defense seminar. Maybe you're doing a Nerf Wars night out where the kids need some socialization you just never know where they'll appeal to your list but you just got to keep them going so this is the 4th of august i have um let's see one two three four five six seven eight leads uh and seven of them have made an appointment all from facebook that's awesome yeah. I mean, and I don't, I don't know how many leads I got, but I do have nine intro appointments set by people on their own. Like they set their own intros. That's pretty exciting. Now, whoever shows, then we're going to be able to present and do our thing. Right. So right. I guess what I'm saying is that, you know, it's, it's working. What, what's, um, your, what's your process though, Dwayne? Can I ask you that? Like, so they, fill out the form, they set up for their class. Then when they come in, what do you do? Do you have like a special tour or, or do you, do, how do you approach them? So what's up? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? 
What do you yeah. want? Are you are you here? Are you at the wrong place? You don't have your uh, you don't have your roller skates on. No. Uh, where's your bathing suit? No. Uh, yeah. So they'll come in. Obviously, we we greet them. We bring them into the um, office. We, you know, we take their picture. Um, you know, we talk to them about, um, you know, what they can expect in their in their you know during their trial. Of course, you know, we show them how to punch in on our iPad. Uh, we let them know that we're going to be sending them a series of videos on the school, the price, everything, um, and then that their kid's going to get a series of videos. There's five different videos that they're going to get on, you know, how class runs and all of those type of things. So, I mean, it's a little cool. more interesting than that, but. Cool. Very cool. So you had another question you were going to ask? Yeah, I'm curious about with regards to, and then, of course, obviously, all of it is automated and followed up and, you know, that type of thing. Right. But um, I'm curious what what demographics work well, let's say, you know, in your, in your Facebook ads, um, for like a school like me, um, we're primarily a kid's school, but I'm sure you're working with, you know, other places that want to advertise for adults and those type of things. So can we kind of talk about, you know, demographics with regards to in the diameter around the school and, uh, ages and those type of things? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, so you definitely got to give Facebook enough variation for them to really optimize your ads, right? Because um, at the end of the day, no matter what you put on the ads and, and what you put with the targeting, Facebook has the final say. Um, and they're, they really decide if your ads are, are going to work or not. Um, so what most people would do is they try to make it like super narrow targeting of like, a thousand people or like you know two thousand people but if you do that like your ads are gonna number one probably not even like spend the budget or number two they're not even gonna um they're gonna work for like a day and then they're gonna burn out and then you're gonna have to create something else well um, and that's based upon the fact that facebook wants to make money right correct, correct. so yeah, yeah yeah okay go ahead <laughs> um so yes facebook wants to make money but their main their main uh objective is to make the facebook users happy because it doesn't matter how much money they make if the if the users aren't happy then nobody's gonna nobody's gonna want to stay on facebook and they're gonna lose their advertisers so the number one goal for them is keep the users happy which it, and then secondary comes making money um so that is really how the algorithm is is based towards you know that's why if like if somebody like uh doesn't like your ad or reports your ad like it brings down the performance and uh you know it it kind of you know really what it does is it makes that ad that cost per lead so high that you're going to want to turn it off so user user experience is number one and number two obviously you want to have the the targeting you want to have a good pool of people like normally we do some broad targeting and we do some other uh, specific targeting as well. But normally we like to keep an audience of like anywhere from like 30,000 to like 200,000 people uh, just so that one, when we launch our ads, uh, it gives Facebook enough variation where like, Hey, we can have our ads running for, you know, for a few months uh, versus if we put like a thousand people, number one, the ad might not even work, but it's going to show that to like a thousand people in like a day. And then people are going to see your ad over and over and then your cost per lead is going to skyrocket. Um, so really you want to kind of let Facebook do its thing. And then obviously you want to have 
other different things in place with the ad. You want to have a good copy, a good ad copy. You want to have great images. Uh, and, and you don't have to be super specific with the targeting, but obviously you do want to target the people that are going to be the best fit for your, uh, for your school and for your program. And you write all the copies. So it's not like the studios have to come up, you know, the owner doesn't have to come up with the copy. Um, and you, I know you like to use, um, you know, our own images. You want, you want us to take pictures of the students and, and oh, what yeah. have you. And you, you actually use, you know, why is that? Yeah. So, uh, I think that's, that was like, we see like 2000 ads a day or something like that. Um, so what happens, like we're so used to seeing these ads that we develop like ad blindness. So whenever we see something that like looks like an ad, like we just, our mind just like shuts it off. So what happens like when we do like organic images um, and like, you know, obviously we have our copywriting. Yeah, it, it still looks like an ad a little bit, but the, the photos looks more natural. It doesn't look like stock photos. Um, people have get a sense of kind of what your, how your school is and, and stuff like that. So we've tested a bunch of things, but we have found that, uh, you know, stock photos, like uh, you don't, don't really work as well as organic photos from the actual school. And then obviously you want to have like great photos too. Like, uh, you know, some people post like, uh, <laughs> you know, some of the randomest stuff, uh, you know, like if you're an instructor, you post like, if you post like all your trophies and all that, that's probably not going to work. But if you post like, you know, the kids having fun, the kids doing drills, you know, kid doing like a high kick, smiling, having fun. Like that's really what, what people want to see. And that's what they envision their child doing versus if you had, you know, some kid getting beat up, you know, a parent is not going to like that. Or even if it's like a dull ad, you know, you're not going to, nobody wants to, you know, get their, get their butt kicked, you know, going to class. So you got to be careful with some of the images as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that we've experimented with many photos, right? And we found like, you know, even just a lot of my photos that are working well are like, you know, some kids getting their promotion, holding their certificate or arms crossed, even with their masks on, you know, that kind of thing, the gener generic stuff that most people that you would think like, hey, it's not that appealing. It's just a basic photo. But that's where I think people look at that and say, hey, that's where my, you know, kid is going to be that's he's going to be one of those kids in that picture with his belt and his you know yeah so that's how we have to look at stuff so what would you say gus too like on um you know i i have a few clients that are friends of mine that they go like i don't know if this facebook ad stuff is working not saying you're you're the one doing it for them but all i get is fat cheap out of <laughs> shape negative bad people coming through the door like you know and, and you know what do you say to someone when they're saying that is it, it's not the quality because i I love all my leads. Like I could care less what car they drive, what town they're from, what shape they're in. I don't care. I just want them to come in with interest to join my school. But a lot of people are trying to qualify your job by doing you by saying you're not giving me the leads that I prefer. How does that work? Yeah, you know, is it all comes down to back to the mindset, right? And you know that is why, like, we have added so many things to our service. Like, we have our, we have a software, we have a, an online training. Like, we do the ads, we do the funnels. Like, we pretty much do everything. But um, yeah, I mean, like I said, people expect it to be like in the '90s, right, where 
people, somebody just is just going to show up and sign up and like, they're not going to have any resistance. Right. Right. But, you know, as you know, that's not how it works anymore. Uh, so, and there's no, there's no such thing as like, uh, I know a lot of people say this, Oh, this is, this is not a quality lead, but really like, you know, besides that person being like homeless or like super broke that they genuinely can't afford it, or maybe it's like a super bad area of town. But besides that, it's like, um, if there's no such thing as a, as a bad quality lead, there's only a lead at a different stage of the sales process. Right. Because yeah. really what they mean is a quality lead, meaning that they come in and they're ready to sign up. But really that's like right here at the end of the process, they're at the beginning. Right. So they're like, they're thinking like they, they just want to skip to the end. They don't want to do the nurturing. They don't want to do like any of this other process, any of those touch points we talked about, like they just want somebody to come in and sign up. But like I said, that doesn't work because Facebook is interruption marketing. It's not search marketing. So people aren't searching for you because they're ready to sign up for karate. People see our ad and, and on Facebook and they, they think that's cool and they look at it, but maybe those people aren't already like looking for martial arts. They don't even know who you are. They don't even know your school. So it's a little bit of a longer sales process and the benefit of that versus let's say, you know, getting people off of Google that are searching on your website is you can give Facebook a million dollars and they'll give you X amount of people. Right? So that means that you're going to have unlimited amount of people, uh, that, that, you know, that you're never going to run out. Right. With, with like search and like Google, there's only like a few, a few number of people that are searching for martial arts every single month in your town. Right. And then that also plays in like, are they going to your side versus your competitors with right. Facebook? We're getting people directly that are close to you. And we're trying to convert those people that we're trying to com convert like the 92% of people who are, aren't actively searching for martial arts. And most people skip that because they're like, they want the easy sell, right? They want people who are ready to sign up now. But what we're doing with our Facebook marketing and what, you know, we're all doing so well is like, we're capturing like 90, 92% of the market that isn't being tapped into because everybody just wants the easy sell. Everybody just wants to sign people up right now. We're playing the long game. Uh, and then obviously we're also getting people right away as well. Uh, but you know, we're hitting an untapped market that a bunch of other school owners are not hitting. Yeah. And, and by the way, I, I got to add, like, it's kind of funny because I've been doing this for 30 years. Right. And so when I first started marketing heavily, I marketed anywhere. There's no guarantee that even people were going to see my ads. In fact, sometimes I'd run ads in the paper and I didn't believe that they actually ran the ad until I looked for it because I got zero calls. Right. So I never was able to quantify or qualify whoever picked up that paper and read it. The only way I could do it was say like, okay, the penny saver is my local paper. The name penny saver makes people look for bargains. So I knew if I was in that paper, possibly they were going to be looking for a bargain. Right. Um, but people forget that marketing is, you know, there's no, you can't target, a, a, you know, a rich qualified, you know, whatever person that wants to immediately sign up. Like if we could do that, if you could do that for me, Gus, you'd be charging me four times the amount, you know, like if everybody you sent an ad to signed up in my school, I, you'd go, okay, now I want 200,000 a month because I'd be signing them up like that. Right. 
So I think people are a little bit too, um, they're too judgmental on the quality of the leads and less qualified to sign the general population up to their school. That's just my thought. Dwayne, you're muted again. Um, how about that? So uh, yep. how about um, Gus with the, um, the iOS 14 update, what has that done to Facebook marketing um, for people that have Apple products? Yeah, so that uh, pretty much you have the option now on your phone to, to turn off like, uh, like the tracking. So that means that people can't retarget you anymore like they used to. So, you know, like if you were to go to a website and then all of a sudden you're going to start seeing a bunch of their ads. Now with the new iOS targeting, there's an option where uh, we can literally like turn that off and people can't like track us anymore. Uh, so some of the advanced targeting, uh, you know, it's, it's made it a little harder. Now with the do domain as well, like you, you can only have one domain uh, and you have, you can only have eight number of events, like for example, lead schedule purchase, right? Uh, now I'm having to use like a bunch of different domains versus before I would just use one. Right. Um, but yeah, there's so many things that you need to do. Like before you even get started advertising, like you need to make sure that you verify your domain and that you set up your custom events. Um, and then that you set everything up with the Facebook pixel so that it's able to track everything properly. Uh, but yeah, it did, it did a little bit of, uh, it made it a little harder, but overall, like, We've still been running ads as usual, and everything has been working fine. And so that doesn't mean you, you they they won't see your initial ad. It, right. What you're saying is, if they click on it um, because of that update, if they chose whatever it is to choose to not be known or whatever, whatever it is, but uh, they they they're not going to get a retargeted ad. Yeah, it's like it, it's more for like advanced like tracking like if you're in e-commerce and you're trying to track like the add to cart and like all these other advanced stuff but i would say for like a general local business like it's yeah you know you can't really target or retarget people as well but it's still um you know it, it, it hasn't made a huge impact where it has like ruined like our ads or anything like that okay good yeah i know when i saw that first come out, I kind of freaked out and I was like, ah, I mean, I, I remember screenshotting stuff to you and sending it to you and you're like, you know, relax, relax. It'll be okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so Gus, we're kind of almost running out of time and uh, it goes quick, these one hour quick podcasts. So what would, there are a few things that people can do to maximize their ads that, for example, you and I have done, I think we've done our podcast on this as well. Like, so, okay, people see the ad and they like the ad on Facebook. What are some suggestions that you have for where people are at that phase and they didn't fill out the form or um, they're on Instagram and, you know, they, they saw the ad and they, you know, maybe they like the ad there. How can we take those people and continue to nurture them? I know we had some good strategies on that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this is something that's like, like out of the box thing. I think you started doing it or doing it. I'm not sure who started I think, it. I think both of us do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was like such a good idea. Like, and, and that's what I like uh, is that you're, you guys are always finding creative ways to 
follow up and to mag lower down your advertising cost, uh, you know, and, and just taking full responsibility for that. So some of the things that uh, obviously, number one, we can run retargeting, retargeting ads, which is if they click on our ad, but they didn't actually sign up, um, then we can show them another ad retargeting those people so they can continue seeing us over and over again. Um, and then another thing that uh, both of you were doing is you're going to get a lot of people like on the ad, uh, like the ad. You're going to get a lot of people comment on the ad. And then obviously you want to like reply to their comments, answer their questions, send them back to the ad, send them the link, stuff like that. Um, but then there's going to be like all these people that like your ad. And I think with what you all started doing is you actually started like adding all those people as friends and then sending them a message being like, Hey, I realized you liked our ad. Uh, we have a few spots left for our special. Like, did you still, did you still want to take advantage of this or something along, along those lines? And surprisingly, we were getting a bunch of people signing up just by doing that. And that was really like maximizing everything that we're doing on top of all the other stuff that we we're doing, like following up, uh, you know, sending reactivation campaigns and stuff like that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, when Dwayne and I talked about this a, a while ago, we were like, you know, why are we leaving those leads on the table? Like they're clicking and raising their hand, but raising it not too high because they haven't filled out the form. I think I called it trolling. And you were like, no, that's not what they call trolling. You corrected me. My daughter would probably be like, that's not what it is, dad. <laughs> but I, I had a guy today, like I monitor my ads that you run. And then I look at the comments and sometimes I don't get notified that someone commented on the ad. Um, sometimes I do. It's a weird Facebook algorithm, but I just saw a guy today and I have to call him back after we're done. And all he did was write, call me. And he left his number on my ad. So if I don't see the guy, most probably he's going to think I'm ignoring him and he's going to go on to call someone else. So now I'm going to call him after we're all done. And maybe he's interested in setting an appointment, you know, that kind of thing. I sure hope he's not trying to sell me Bitcoin because I'll be furious. <laughs> Right. You know, because you get those people too. like inbox me. I have something to talk to you about, you know, but uh, yeah, you can't leave those on the table and, and you got to reach out to them. They liked you. Maybe you inbox them. Maybe you message them. Maybe you say hello. Maybe you, you know, you try to get them and put them in your database, that kind of thing. Well, especially if they give him your number, you get, you take them out and put them in the database. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Without a doubt. So what about other things like Instagram? I know we talked about strategies with what you should put your, your, um, if you're running a monthly special and it's on your website or whatever it is, should be in your profile on Facebook so that people could click it right away or on your profile on Instagram so they can just click that special, right? Some other things you were saying with that too? Yeah. So there, um, obviously you want to have like your, your, uh, like whatever special you're running, you want to have it on your bio on Instagram, especially if you're running like Instagram ads and then you want to have a good bio as well. Like like you know like your location like what you do what you teach stuff like that um just so that you know people click on your ads on instagram at least if they click on your profile they're gonna see like hey this is an established business right um yeah i mean like like i said um there's so many components to facebook ads like there's the ads there's the the funnels uh there's like the follow-up and there's like the actual mindset, the closing, like there's like so many different components. And, and really what we do with our system is like we try to have everything for each component. 
uh, you know, like we have the ads, we have the funnels, we have like our, our software, we have, so all these different things are designed to make sure that there are no holes in the, and really the system, because it's not just about running Facebook ads anymore and you're going to, you know, get all these sales. Like there's so many other things that have to be put in place for the system to run smoothly so that you can be enrolling consistently, uh, new, you know, X amount of new members every single month. Awesome. Very cool. Any last questions, Dwayne? No, I mean, uh, I, I, I think we covered, um, you know, we covered a good gamut for Facebook yeah. ads. I, I, let's do this. Um, if people are interested in your done for you service uh, or services, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Um, you know, give your website, email address, phone number, whatever you're going to give. Yeah, yeah. So you can just go to our website at uh, leadhuntermedia.com. Um, and you'll be able to to sign up there for a, a free discovery call. Um, also, you can join our group, Martial Art Marketing for School Owners, um, on Facebook. We post a lot of cool stuff there as well. Um, or just if you're watching live here, just private message me. Uh, I'll leave all the links below here so that uh, you can get a hold of me here. All right, cool. So then, Gus, normally, and we've done our, our podcasts, and uh, you know, you're you're a young guy. Um, your goal is to grow your business tenfold or 20 or 30 fold and, and be this, you know, massive company. So as a young entrepreneur, give us a few tips that you think other young martial art business entrepreneurs or whatever should be doing on a day-to-day -day basis to live their best life. Like what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think number one is like, if you're young and like, you don't have a lot of money like I did. I just like, I went all in on investing in myself. Uh, you know, I think like I spent, you know, <laughs> I spent a lot of money on, you know, really just improving my skills because, you know, at the end of the day that, that, that dictates how much money you're going to make. So like, if you're, if you're young, just invest it all on yourself and then you'll start, you'll have the skills to make more money. Um, there's no point in saving if you make a little bit of money to save all that money for 30 years when you can just invest on yourself and then make that income bigger and then continue to grow uh, on top of that. So uh, I would say just get the right mentors, uh, invest in yourself. Don't be afraid to take risks, um, especially if you're young and you don't have kids or you don't have like big responsibilities. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's all about just uh, the mindset aspect. I think that's like that's that's what it all comes down to, like just believing in yourself that you can you can do it, and uh, just having the confidence to go after it. Because I think like ninety nine percent of the time, like if you're stuck at a certain level, it's because of your mindset, it's because you're not you're not uh, leveling up, you're not really associating with the right people, and uh, and really investing in yourself. And, and, you know, you said if you're young a few times, which you're young, um, it's easy to say. But even for the school owners that are in their 40s and 50s and even further, like there's no limitation. You know, I've known people that were in their 60s that became multimillionaires in their 60s. So um, it really all depends on what your end game is and how long you want to be doing this. But I think that lesson though you just talked about, that one golden nugget, and this is something that Dwayne and I always share with people too, is that you have to continually keep improving. you got to continually make yourself better at what you do, even if it's just to be a better teacher or a better communicator or you know a better podcaster or whatever the case may be. Um, you just want to always look to level higher, go higher up, like take yourself to the next level, like which is my uh, my 
coaching business, right? Taking it to the next level. Um, you know, I think that that's where we have to have that mindset. Even with my students, I tell them, are you just satisfied? Or, or it, you know, I always say it's either mediocrity or mastery. Which one do you want? Right. That's really a pretty important thing to say. So anyway, with that being said, awesome call. What do you think, Dwayne? Any last things you want to close it up? Well, now, now, now that uh, Gus has made me feel old, yeah. I gotta, I gotta work on my myself. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, I don't know how that came through on your guys' end. It sounded like good. It sounded like yeah, it, you were listening. I, I didn't mean it like uh, you know, like I, I was just saying because you asked me like, what would people in my situation do? But no, yeah, no, 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 I'm giving you Just in general, like you just have a, you have to have a growth mindset versus a fixed yeah. mindset. Yeah, yeah. If you have a fixed mindset, you're not, whatever thing that comes your way, like you're not gonna want to do it because you think you already know the way, right? But there's so many things that are that you have to uh, take advantage of, especially when the world's changing so fast. So yeah, and you gotta be coachable. You know, not just at your young age, but even at a, at a middle age and older age, you gotta be coachable, uh, constantly learning. You know. Um, your schooling might have stopped, but your education should never stop. So, yeah. And by the way, Dwayne, I'm reading a great book and Gus, it's called business brilliance or brilliant. And it was given to me from a friend and I really like it because it talks about like, you know, how to shift your money mindset and how to think of things in, you know, investment wise and don't know. They do a lot of studies on people that get caught up in, I'm going to save my money and I'm not going to spend my money. And eventually I'll have a lot of money versus invest your money, spend your money, train yourself so that you can make twice the amount of money that you would ever be able to do with the saving, you know, the scarcity mentality. Good yeah. book, though. Br business brilliant. Um, so I'm reading that now halfway through it. So Gus, thanks again for being on the uh, podcast with us. If you want to reach out to Gus, go to leadhuntermedia.com or you can just look him up on Facebook, message him. He's the only Gus Lopez uh, that we, uh, that we re, you know, that, that we back. So, <laughs> yeah, awesome. thank you, you know, for having me. Uh, I hope that dropped enough value. But like I said, if the listeners have any questions, uh, you can feel free to go to my website, book a call. I'd be happy to, you know, walk you through everything for, you know, 10, 15 minutes. Um, and then, uh, like I said, uh, if you want to reach out to me, uh, you know, down below, just uh, just message me and uh, I'd be happy to answer any questions. Awesome. Perfect. And then right. I'll take that uh, info and I'll put it on our website for the podcast too. Thanks, Allie. Thanks, Gus. All right, Dwayne. Right, see you soon. Bye, Gus. Take care. All right. Have a good day, guys. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Martial Arts School Owner Talk Podcast. This would not be possible if it weren't for the support of our amazing sponsors. Please check out EliteInsights.com for all your website needs. LeadHunterMedia.com, your online digital marketer and content provider. Academy Kings BJJ Growth Consulting and Management at GrowMyAcademy.com. SparkMembership.com, the best darn software for school owner manager on the planet. GetKarateStudents.com, a martial arts growth consulting company for all your school systems. We will see you next time.